Hello, beautiful people. My name is Golden, and I am a part of the Fire Realm movement. For more free resources, don't hesitate to stop by our website. That is www.firerealmglobal.com. In case you didn't know, I am a music artist, and I love spreading love and positivity all around the world. My EPK is called Golden from Death to Life. You can check it out on our website or on all major platforms. And especially in this trying time, if you're hurting or you're in a need of prayer, please don't hesitate to send us an email. That is info at gmail.com. Until then, please be safe and be blessed. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, welcome to the fire room today. Um, Jason Hunt here, and this is my wife, Golden. Golden. All right. So, thanks for joining in, you guys. Um, we're gonna wait a couple of seconds here so everybody can join in. But to all the, um, to all the uh, those that's your first time joining us, welcome to the fire room. Um, you can always join in here between two and three. Eastern Standard Time PM uh, uh, for live services where hey 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 you can get a fresh word from God. What's going on? Thanks birthday for joining. Birthday girl. Yeah, sure. Birthday but, um, birthday month, right? <laughs> Good morning. Oh, I know it's your birthday, girl. <laughs> Tell my good morning. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, you can join us every uh, Sunday here and get a fresh word from, I'm sorry, Saturday, and get a fresh word from God. For those that's your first time joining in, remember that you can be able to uh, get resources to the website. Check out the uh, link in the description of this video and go to Fire Realm, the Fire Realm website, firerealmglobal.com. And you can get uh, plenty, plenty of resources. Subscribe to the podcast. Matter of fact, let me just announce this quick things. We have a podcast where we have uh, uh, on iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, where you can subscribe on um, iHeartRadio. Uh, we have uh, ways that you can subscribe and get uh, uh, get these messages that we're that we uh, give out from here, Fire Run. We also have a YouTube channel. So make sure to subscribe, you guys. Make sure to stay plugged in, to stay plugged up. You don't want to miss any uh, updates or any videos. We do tons of videos. We're going to be doing more uh, videos. So you don't want to miss any of those updates. So set your devices for the notifications so you can be able to get them. All right? Set your devices. Set your... Um, uh, uh, phones, whatever you have, your computers, so you can get those notifications, your emails. Also, we have a membership. If you want to be a part of the Fire Realm and you want to say, you know what, man, I want to be a part of this ministry. You know, I, I, I love what's going on, what they're doing here digitally. Uh, I love the videos. If you want to be a member, you we do have membership and you could be a part of what's going on here at the Fire Realm. There are benefits to being a member of the Fire Realm. Uh, no matter what city you're from, no matter what country, uh, we have we we we'll, we have free resources. We give you. We also give you bulletins. We also pray for you specifically. We say your name. All right. So if you um want to be a part of that, the membership portion, please send us an email. Let us know. 
But let us know if you're safe. We want to communicate with you. And we, even myself and my wife personally, we want to communicate and, and pour into your life and speak over your life because we believe that God wants you to live the best life that he has called you to live. The Bible says Jesus Christ wants you to live a life of abundance in every area. So we want that for you too, too as well. Uh, you have anything you want to add to that or, 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 or no concerning the announcements? No, that's it. Okay. Just want to welcome those who are joining in. God bless you. Hopefully, you are doing well. It's good to see you. Um, amen. All right, all right. And um, so, so we're gonna have more announcements as time goes by. Some new things we're working on here at the Fire Realm. Uh, so be on the lookout. It should be coming up in the next uh, a couple of weeks, actually, or even sooner. All right. So. Um, on that note, we're going to get right into the prayer. We want to pray specifically, if you don't know already what's going on in the United States, uh, there was a prophetic word given. Uh, God showed us uh, uh, that what was actually happening now concerning these riots and things like that. And um, he revealed that to us and we're going to say a specific prayer for that. And that, um, that just the Lord, that revival will just break out. And um, especially what happened with uh, George Floyd and, and many others, but um, we want to just pray for just, and not only uh, the, the black man, but also an elderly man that was brutalized by the police officer. Um, uh, it's a viral video now, but, um, but just injustice in our nation, we want to pray against those things, and we want the Lord to, um, to just intervene and, you know, strengthen his church. We need revival like never before, you guys. So, on that note, on that note, we're gonna um, we're gonna pray um, and um, target these things. So we believe in the power of prayer. So just agree with us as we pray, and we're gonna get started on service. All right. So Father God, we just thank you, Lord, today, Lord, Lord. We ask that you forgive us for all unrighteousness that's before you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that Lord, for we just pray for the healing over our nation, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you'll heal our nation, Father God. In the name Lord, of Jesus. Lord, that revival would take place in our nation, Lord. It's not about black, white. It's not. It's just about injustice, Lord. This yes. world and our nation is full of injustice. And we, we're praying, Lord, that, Lord, that revival and justice will be seen throughout our country, Father. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're praying, Lord, for the families and the victims of those, Lord, who have experienced police brutality. We're even praying for those, Father God, that police brutality has come from, Lord. Those who are doing the brutalizing, Father God. Lord, it's not, Lord, we know that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against demon spirits in the hearts of men. Lord, so we pray, Lord Jesus, for repentance for them. In the name In of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray for your justice also for them. Mm -hmm. That they may look toward heaven. And Lord, that they may come to you and say, God, I have sinned. And I don't want to stand before you in the great white throne judgment, not having my sins forgiven. Lord, we're praying, Lord, that Father God, we know that you are the judge. And the Bible says that you will judge all men. Lord, so we're praying, Lord, that all men may come to repentance in Jesus' name. Mm 
Holy Spirit, we pray that not just repentance, Father God, but that revival will take place throughout our cities, Father God. Lord, these are symptoms of the church, the church's prayer life dying mm. across the cities, Lord. For I hear, Lord, the word that you said, that you search for a man. Mm. You search for someone who can pray that disaster may not come to the city, but you couldn't find anybody. So, Lord, you had to bring the disaster. Lord, we're praying across our cities of America, Lord, that we're praying against disaster. We're praying that, Lord, people who would pray for the cities may begin to arise in Jesus' name. Lord, for you even said if you was able to find ten righteous in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, you wouldn't have destroyed the city with, with meteorites from heaven. God, you said, Father God, that, Lord, that you would save the city mm. if you can find someone who can pray. Lord, we pray that, Lord Jesus, we're praying in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'll find people throughout our cities who can pray. In that chaos may not come to our cities, Lord. That chaos may not come to our streets, Father God. That innocent blood may not be shed behind the curtains of secrecy, Father God. In Lord, we're praying Jesus. in Jesus' name, Father God, that you'll thunder, Lord, with prayer, Holy Spirit, Lord, prayer and repentance in Jesus' name, Father. God. Lord, we want to see our nation saved. We want to see our nation changed. We want to see our nation, Father God, shift. We want to see our nation, Father God, as it truly is on a dollar bill. One nation under God. Mm. Lord, we don't want our God to be money. We want it to be one nation under the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus, Lord. God, Jehovah, Father God, Jesus Christ, Lord. We want our nation to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for not some, but all. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray, Father God, that justice will be the foundation of our nation, our cities, Lord. Father God, we're praying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you will hear our cry. Lord, that you will hear our cry for for. The black man, white man, the Asian man, the Hispanic man, Father God, Lord and woman, Father God, throughout our, our cities, Lord, that, Father God, that we may come closer to you in this time, Lord, that we will come closer, Lord, to, to, to realizing, Lord Jesus, that your coming is near, but we want to be prepared in Jesus' name, Father God. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. And God, we pray, Lord, that healing... We begin to take place, Lord, because now we're living in a time, Lord, where you can see live on TV and on handheld devices murder with our two eyes. There was a time where you couldn't see it out in the open. My God. But now Satan has been bold in his devices, Lord. Father God, we're praying, Lord, that we don't be desensitized. Mm. By murder oh. and injustice in Jesus' name. Lord, we're praying that we don't be desensitized by murder, Holy Spirit. Lord, bring revival like only you can in Jesus' name. We pray and we intercede. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. You know, and I want to say something that God has called you 
to be saved in this time period? Why has God called you to know him in this time? It's because he's calling you to make a change. He's saying that time at just having church, being a good Christian, it's not going to work in this time. Because guess what? A lot of people's bubble was burst when they found out that you couldn't that you couldn't practice your Christianity in a building. It shook their faith. See, if your faith was built in you going to church, you would have went back to the world in this time. Why? Because your faith has to be built on something more than a building. It has to be built. Your prayer life has to be built on something more secure than a pastor or some leader's personality. Uh-oh. It has to be built on something deeper. Amen, amen, amen. Your, 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 your walk with God has to be built on something deeper than your money. Because there's a lot of people employed during this time. See, see, there's a shaking going on. Unemployed. Oh, yeah, I'm... Uh, Thank you. Un unemployed. Those, there's about more than 13 million Americans unemployed right now. That's lining up for food who can't pay their bills and because of the uh, coronavirus. But the thing is, your faith has to be built on something deeper than what you have known. This is a time and a sign that you should be, we should be getting closer to the Lord. Closer to Him. That it has to be deeper than your money. Your relationship with God has to be deeper than anything else in this life. So you can survive the trial mm. and the testing. This, there's a shakening taking place. And the shakening is proving what foundation you're really on. Mm -hmm. if, you're on if your relationship with God is secure enough to stand through what's going on right now. And so, uh, if you don't have anything, baby, I'm going to get right into the message. Um, really quickly, mm -hmm. um, last, um, a few weeks ago, we had spoke, you know, we had spoke about how um, the signs of the time and how the end has not yet come. But um, I heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me this morning, and he said, tell my people that... that um, not even the son knows when his time is coming. So in other words, Jesus could come right now. Even though, you know, because the Holy Spirit showed me because when you say things like the end has not yet come, then people start getting lax. Um, the, the children of God start feeling like they got time. And I, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that you don't have no more time to play. You don't have no more time to be have one foot in and one foot out. You don't have um, time to not know how to pray and, and reach God for yourself. Now is the time for you yes. to get in the ark of safety. Yeah. Now is the time. Now yeah. is, there is an urgency on mm -hmm. salvation. There's an urgency for um, the children of God to arise and begin to stand up against wickedness and injustice in prayer and in deed. And, and again, even though the Lord began to say that this is a time of sorrow, 
as you can see uh, we haven't had a break since the new year it was one thing after another one thing after another one thing after another happening um, devastation after devastation and, and the Bible prophesies about this um, this time of sorrow but um the, but it, Jesus said that the end has not come yet but at the same time that doesn't mean that we're not going to have many days of sorrow that doesn't mean that there will be many falling away from the truth so um i just want to encourage you to know that this is not a time to be lax this is a time to take the your relationship with god seriously this is a time to play no games because um jesus could come back right now and especially when you see things happening back to back to back i mean wow you know and Baby, so you know what? And I want to just say this, and, and, and I'm going to let you um, continue. When you say back to back to back, right? I, for all of you who have been following um, what God has been using us to say over the, uh, the, the previous weeks, the first sermon he gave us was that the, the, um, the signs of time of end of age. And he had us to explain it's going to be like a woman in labor. What happens when you first start getting to a woman starts getting into labor, you know, the tr the, the tr um, contractions come, you know, minutes apart. But as the baby is soon to be birth, the contraction starts happening back to back to back. So what we're trying to show you is that, yes, these are the signs of the end of age, but we're in a time now that the, that the, the contractions of the end of time is coming back to back to back, which God calls a time of sorrow. And I'm I sorry. can prove it to you. We can both prove it to you. For those who don't know, an earthquake took place in California, hmm. Southern California, three days ago. Uh, the panhandle of Florida... Is about to experience a hurricane. Uh, there's been record-breaking flooding around the South and uh, the mid mid America. There were a hundred tornadoes in one night that was recorded uh, over in Texas area. If you you can look that up, locusts record-breaking locusts took place what last year. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of locusts. They called the news called it. It looked biblical mm -hmm. like it was something from a Bible movie what am I saying these things are not just happening by chance everyone how is it a 2,000 year old book the Bible here how is it was how was it able to predict these things we're dealing with in 2020 and 19 how no other book has done that so what am I saying that if this is true, what about all the other things that's in the Bible that's yet to happen? So we need to really get prepared. A lot of us need to wake up out of this bubble. This is not uh, this is not usual things that's taking place. So I want to get and and it gets into this message. This title of this message, uh, it's. We want to give you tools out there because, you know, when you hear this stuff, it does, it makes you scared. Yeah. It can make you afraid. We understand that. God understands that. But do you know you don't have to be afraid? Mm-hmm. Do you know you can have peace in this time? God gives comfort to God can give you peace. Protection. So you don't have to, a uh, protection. Provision. Provision. Mm -hmm. Open doors. So you mm -hmm. don't have to experience 
some of these things that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So you won't be caught off guard. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you care about your life, you care about your soul, I will encourage you to take notes about what we're going to talk about today. Because what we're talking about today is how to get God to move quickly. Yes. Are you dealing with a situation right now in your life where you're like, man, I need God to move right now. My I mean, God. I'm at the edge. You know, I don't know about you, but I've been there. I remember when I was uh, addicted to drugs, alcohol, and I felt like I don't care if I die. Um, I had no hope. I couldn't see a way out, out of what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. Right? And the Lord, Jesus Christ... He came into my life, set me free, freed me from drug addiction, alcoholism, and both of us. And um, he gave me a brand new start. So, so when we talk about how to get God to move quickly, we're not talking about something what we just read about. This is tools that's going to help you so you can get God to move quickly in your personal life. Mm -hmm. All right. So what is the first step? How do we get God to move quickly? You know. Some of us, you're facing rent. You don't know how you're going to pay your rent. Yes. You're facing, uh, uh, whether it's you, you just found out you have corona, the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. They're saying you have, uh, you may not have the long to live. How can I get God to move quickly in my specific situation? Hmm. Well, take some notes because we're going to talk about that. So, first I want to tell you something about God. God moves and answers in many different ways. Mm -hmm. he, moves, he moves in many different ways, times, and fashions. He really does. Some of you, you've seen that already. Have you ever experienced this before where, where uh, you needed God to do something and you're like, man, I need God to move, like, you know, and you just thought about it and you didn't even really pray about it, but it happened and you said, oh, man, I know somebody in heaven watching over me. You know, I know something, some, somebody out there is watching over because I needed that help. Well, guess what? That was God. Because the Bible says God causes it to rain on the just and on the unjust. The Bible says that he's, he, he's actually good to even the people that may not even know him yet. Amen. Thank That's what the Bible Lord. says. Thank you, Jesus. That God is like the rain. He can send, when the rain comes, it waters, it gives everybody rain. Yes. It doesn't pick and choose who it wants to rain on. Glory to your name. God is not like men. He's not like your, 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 your cousin or your mother or your father or your friend or your enemy. He, he doesn't show favoritism mm. in how he moves. So I can prove it to you. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. It says this, and I hope you have your Bibles prepared, um, because this is going to be a series, so you can see what we're talking about and how you can get God to move. Hebrews chapter 1, it's in the New Testament, I have it. verses 1 and 2. All right. I got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Rick. Hebrews chapter 1. Starting at verse 1. God, who at sundry times what? and in divers manner, we need that a better... Means, that means God, God... I need a better translation than that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'll, I'll speak on it. 
in other words, the scripture is saying God at different times and in different ways. That's what diverse means. Different ways, different. So the Bible says it's the same translation. For real? Yeah. Oh, I don't like this one. But amen. We're going to keep it rolling. Go ahead. Hallelujah. And I'll, I'll get you this one. Mm hmm. God, who at sundries times and in diverse manners speck in time pass unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, but whom also he made the by whom also he made the worlds. So check this out. So God in the scriptures is showing who he, the type of person he is. He speaks in different ways. He speaks in different times. He also speaks through people. Yes. I want you to hear that. He also speaks through people. So a lot of us out there, you've been ignoring even what people will tell you. You've ignored even what this ministry may tell you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, see, somewhere in your life... You, gotta, you have to find out what is it in your heart that causes you not to be able to hear what God is saying through someone. Why God has to keep coming to you about the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. So, so there may be something in your heart that's blocking you from hearing from God. Also, it says that he's got God in these last days, he's speaking to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And in, first, in, in John chapter 1, it begins to describe that Jesus is the word of God. So in these times, God is speaking through his word. Why am I? What, so why is that so important? Because you got to know how God speaks. If you want God to move quickly mm. in your life, the first thing you got to do is find out how he speaks. That's good. All right. So the Bible says also he made the worlds. So Mars, Saturn, uh Pluto, uh, Pluto, all these planets, the Bible says God made the, 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 all these planets. I like to look at the whole solar system, and this is, this is just how, personally, but, but when I look at how the solar system and God made it, it reminds me of a clock. Oh. It really does. If you look at how a clock moves and you look at the gears of a clock and you compare that to our solar system, wow. it looks like a clock. That's why when... When you do something last, say for example, you did something last year, all right, and that you regret to this very day, what do you say to yourself? You say, you know what, I wish I could turn back the hands of time. Amen. But guess what? The earth is still going to keep moving. Around and round. Round and round, like a clock. Whatever decision you make today, in this time, it's going to affect your future. Yeah. So, so God, he created everything like that. That's why he moves in different times and in different ways because he sees the end and from the beginning. Right. And he sees the beginning from the end. He knows your he knows the day you're going to die. Yes, he does. God knows the day you're going to die. God knows who your husband or your wife is. He knows your future. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it make sense to have communication with him, especially if he loves you and right. wants the best for your life? Absolutely. So so here's so in context, uh, so God moves in different ways and he answers in many different ways and moves in different times, right? And here's another thing. In many ways also according to scripture, and those times in God moving, 
there was ways that the people who served God got God to move in that specific time. How, what, in what ways did they get God to move quickly? Through, I wrote this down, according to scripture, they used their faith. Faith at times was able to get God to move quickly in their lives. Mm -hmm. Prayer. Mm -hmm. Prayer was able to be used to get God to move quickly in their lives at that specific time. I got some more. Obedience. Doing exactly what God tells you to do. That can get God to move quickly. That's true. Here's some more. Uh, worship and praise. Ooh, Saying hallelujah Jesus. Thank you Lord. Some of us, you may see it as an insignificant thing. You really don't think it's important to praise God, to worship God, to take the time. But guess what? In the scripture, mm -hmm. you see people that got God, the creator of heaven and earth, they got God to move when they praised and they worshiped. Yes. An example of that is in, in Joshua, the book of Joshua. Read that. Uh, the walls of Jericho, they open up their mouths in praise and the walls of the enemies came crashing down. Hallelujah. And they were able to get the victory. So, praise and worship. Also, giving financially to the preaching of the gospel mm -hmm. can God, get God to move too. Yes, You're can. like, how? How can I get it? Well, when you put your finances in the furtherance of the gospel, mm. the Lord gets involved in your finances. Yes, He does. True witness. It makes sense. God is looking from heaven and saying, well, you're helping me to, to preach my gospel, to get more Bibles to people, to get more resources and food and, and things to people. Because you're using your finances to help me, let me get involved in your finances. Hallelujah. See, God is a fair God. Mm. See, and, and people like to, they were funny on that, but doesn't it make sense? You scratch my back, I scratch yours. God is saying, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So, you know, in the figure of speech. Here's another way to get God to move. Serving. That's good. Serving, meaning that going out your way to help, aid, and to serve someone else. Yes. See, why is it no one is helping you in your life? I got a reason for it. It's because you're not serving and helping anyone for their lives. So you're reaping what you're sowing. Wow. In other words, if you're not a friend, that's why you don't have any friends. You're reaping what you're sowing. The Bible says in Galatians, serve someone else, right, to help them to get what they're trying to get and to serve out of the love of God. Guess what's going to happen? The Bible says to those who show mercy, mercy, mercy will be given to you. Yeah. Those who show kindness, oh. kindness will be given to you. Hallelujah. Those who show love to others, love, oh my God, will be shown to you. So it's a principle. They like, you know, we like, we, we have this saying, it's called karma. Mm. That's what, you know, what goes around comes around. That's some people use that. But, but if you want God to move quickly, these are the things that people begin to do in the scripture. So, the question is, what is God doing in your life, though? So, if, if 
what is God saying in your life personally right now? He may be saying, if you want me to move, you got to... Your prayer life has to come up to another level. Your faith, your worship, your giving, your serving has to come up to another level because you want God to move at another level in your life so you can answer quickly. But God needs someone and he needs, no, I'm sorry, not someone. He needs something to work with in your life. Mm. So, so here's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on prayer for a second. And, and uh, when it comes to getting God to move quickly. So, I, you know, I like to say, I like to say, we're going to focus, we're going to focus on this. And I like to say that, I like to say this when it comes to prayer. Uh, if you want God to move quickly, don't take that issue off the altar. Mm. Off the altar of prayer. If you want God to move quickly. Why, is, why do I say that? Because uh, first I'm going to talk to you about what's an, what's an altar and things like that. But why do I say that? Because me and my wife, we have seen certain situations where we didn't stop praying. We were faithful and fervent in our prayers. We kept praying and praying and praying until something happened. I like, I like that saying when it's called push. Uh, where the P stands for pray. The U stands for until. S stands for something. And H stands for happen. So pray until something happens, right? I love that, you know. Get the t-shirt. <laughs> but um, but sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you have to do uh, that right there. You Sometimes you have to target that thing in prayer. Because the Bible says, remember I gave all these areas of how people got God to move. Mm -hmm. So first I want to talk to you about uh, what do you mean by build, uh, don't take it off the altar, Jason. What do you mean by that? Well... I mean that you got to build, I wrote this down, you got to build a place in your life dedicated to God. Mm. Meaning, you got to set a time, a place, some quiet time, time for prayer and study of the word, etc. You got to set a time and a place for you to have your own altar, that place that you go to, to communicate to God, so you can get God to move, so you can pray, so God, so you can hear from God. You have to be intentional about this. Mm. This is serious here. We're talking about the God of heaven and the earth. So, so if you want God to be dead serious about you, you got to be dead serious about him. Mm. So, so, so first we're going to talk about an altar. What is an altar? Well, when you hear the word altar, what is that? Well, an altar is, um, it first started in the, uh, with the Jewish people, the Hebrews, uh, where uh, they would take these stones and build up these stones and put a sacrifice on that altar, maybe put an animal on it, and they would sacrifice to God. It first started with Noah. Noah was the first one to do that. The guy who built the ark, he was the first one in the Bible to do that. That's the first time you've seen an altar. And it was usually made in high places, up in the mountains, high places, right? Because the valleys and the plains were too low, especially if you, they was, you know, putting up sacrifices and things like that. But the notion was, if I can get closer to the heavens as I'm building my altar, I can get closer to God so he can move in my situation. 
That was the notion. That was the mindset at that time. That's why they built altars on what is the high places in the scripture. So, uh, another example is when the children of Israel were in, were on their way to the promised land. They built what's, what's called a tabernacle. And when they got into the promised land, they built a temple. And they had two altars. The altar of burnt offering. Where they put an offering where there was a sheep, a goat. I'm not sorry, not a goat. A, a, a lamb or a bull. Right? They would, they would sacrifice from their flocks to God as a sacrifice that God may bless and be pleased with them. Also, they had uh, the altar of incense, where they would put incense in a in a in, in like this dish type of thing, and it would leave off a, a a nice smelling aroma to God. Right? They would burn it, and it would uh it make a, an aroma. So, God was why was that so important to God? Why would He require a burnt offering altar and an incense? altar because these things were important to him an altar is very important to God a place that you dedicate to God is very very important to him why because it's a sign of his covenant what is a covenant you may heard in the scripture how you you probably heard of the old testament and the new testament well these weren't it's not just something we say to divide the books. That's, that's not what it is. Old Testament, the word testament is word means, the word means covenant. And the word covenant means agreement. And the agreement that God made with people during this time was always sealed in blood. Why is that so important? For example... Have you ever said, okay, have you ever went into business with somebody, some people out there, you probably been in business, or you probably uh, bought something, and they always required a contract. Why? Because the contract was a sign sealing the agreement. So, so, what is, so when you sign the contract, what is that saying? The ink seals the contract. And that's what God did. God... He sealed the promises in the Old Testament with the blood of goats. And in the New Testament, he sealed the promises for his people with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus had to die. And I don't want to get in too deep into that. But, but the blood that Jesus shed was a, a sealing of the contract that God was making with his children that I'm going to move for you in your situation. How many of y'all getting that? So when you pray and you have let, you at a place where, where you're praying to God and you, 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 uh, you, 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 you're giving your request to God. God say, why is God going to answer you? Why is he taking your prayer seriously? Why is he going to move? Because when he looks and he hears your prayer and he sees you. And your situation, he said, I got to move. I got a contract. I got an agreement with my child. How many of y'all getting this? So that deals with the altar, right? Now let's move on to what prayer is. Well, prayer, I just mentioned it, is also a place of sacrifice, right? Uh, that's where you pray to God. You sacrifice time to talk to the Lord and to 
Let your request be known. But also, prayer is not just a sacrifice. Prayer is also used to give up your requests to God. And petitions to God. Do you know your prayer life is like a request and a petition in the eyes of God? I can prove it to you. And I could show you the connection between the altar of incense and your prayer life in the scripture. Revelations 5 verses 8. Let's go to Revelations 5 verse 8. It's very important that we understand these things because if you don't understand what an altar is, what prayer is, what if you don't understand what you're doing, you're not going to understand a lot of things about the Lord. All right? So that's why we're going to the scripture and we're seeing it in the word of God so we can have a clear understanding about prayer, our prayer life, and how to be effective in our prayer lives. Okay? So, Revelations 5 verse 8. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, and four... Okay. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, and four, and twenty elders fell down 24 elders fell down before the lamb having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of the saints now here's the in um the new king james and awesome. now when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each having a harp and golden bones full of incense which are the prayers of the saints it's in the word of God mm -hmm. why in heaven is God using incense and a, a bowl of incense to describe the prayers of the saints because if you see the connection about the altar of incense in the Old Testament that's where the priests will come and give prayers for the people so God was you. So why is God was using this in the Old Testament? It shows He was doing a symbolic act. He's trying to prepare you to understand why why prayer is so important. Now, so we see prayer. God uses prayer to be some uh, uh, to be connected with incense. Incense, like I said, it it's an aroma. It goes up to heaven. As a sweet aroma to God. So your prayers is like a sweet aroma to the Lord. Amen to that. Amen. Let's go on further and see more about prayer. Philippians chapter 4 verses. Excuse Verses 6. Philippians 4. Verses 6. Okay. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your quest be made known to God. Request. Let your request yeah. be known to made known to God. Okay. So so if you notice in some in this translation it says your request, but in some translations of the King James it also says petition hmm? all right why is that so important because a petition I'm going to show you it's it's used concerning law all right 
This is very, very important. First oh. Timothy chapter 5, verses 5. We're going to go there and go there and there too. Um, so we can... First Timothy 5, 5? 5, 5, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll read the King James and you can read. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now she... 1 Timothy 5, 5 says, Now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers day and night. What does that translation say? 1 Timothy 5, 5. Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate trusteth in God and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. All right. So, so if you notice, supplications. Let me let me just grab it here for a second. All right. Requests and petitions, and in some translations it said petition. I wish I had that translation where it actually says I want to show you because matter of fact let me just go to the Amplified I love the Amplified we're going to go to the Amplified and sometimes that's good when you're studying the Bible as well um, just try to have different translations to make to help you understand what the word of God is saying more clearly. If you don't understand a certain um, translation, it's good to read from different ones. And the Amplified version is amazing because it, in each scripture, is giving you more detail, like definitions of what it actually means. Okay. All right. I can't. I can't get it here. It's, it's giving me okay. some trouble, but, mm -hmm. but. Let me describe what petitions are because it's the same as requests. Uh, petitions are a form, and this is the definition a formally drawn request, often bearing the names of a number of those making the request, that is addressed to a person or group of persons in authority or power, soliciting some favor, right, mercy, or benefit. Right? A petition for the repeal of an unfair law. You ever heard of that? You know, repeal, right? So, so a petition is connected to law. That's what it has to do with. It's a request. And the Bible, now let me move on further. So what does that have to do with prayer? Because as you're praying, you're making requests to God. You're making requests. Uh, petitions, supplications to God. So why is that connected to law? Why is that word petition or request connected to law? It's a reason for it. Because the Bible says that God is a judge. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I hope, I hope you kind of see where I'm going. He's not just a judge, but he's also a king. I can show you how he's a judge. And for time's sake, I'm not going to get too deep into it. But um, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15, the Bible says that, that uh, he's going to judge the dead, small and great, throughout all of history. 
And the Bible says, whoever was not written in the book of Lamb's book of life or have gotten saved and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he will cast that person into the lake of fire. The Bible says the great white throne judgment. What is a throne? A throne is a is fit for a king. That's law. God is judging people. Okay? So, so when so for the Bible says that he created man out of himself. So so if just like how we have judges today. And how we want justice today. And how we want fair law today. You know why we want those things? Because we came out of God. We are God's creation. So that's why every man knows right and wrong. Every person knows that uh, right and wrong. And we also know that when you are judged. Right? That it's a reason why the judgments came. You broke a law. What does that have to do with my prayer life? Well, when you make a request to God, you go in and say, Lord, Lord, there's a law being broken here. Some law, according to your word, I see your, what your promise says concerning my situation, but my, my life is breaking the law of what I'm seeing in the word. This shouldn't be happening in my life. Sickness is illegally operating in my life because you said by Jesus Christ's stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. Amen. Depression is illegally operating in my life. So Lord, depression shouldn't be here. I gotta go to God and pray about this. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. Let me move on further. Show you how Jesus Christ, how he's the king. He lays down the law. Revelations chapter 19 verse 11 through 16. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, uh -oh. and on his head were many crowns. Many crowns. So who is this scripture talking about? It's talking about the return of the judge of all the earth. Jesus Christ coming back to this earth. He came one time 2,000 years ago, but the Bible is very clear. He's coming back again. And what is he doing? He's coming back to what? To judge. And the Bible says he has many crowns. That means he, he's, he's conquered many, many situations. Many, many. He deserves all the glory, all the praise. And what else the Bible says? Okay. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he had, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. So Jesus is called the word of God and he's dipped in blood uh, which is the covenant we talked about. Go ahead. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses armies clothed in Good fine limit, linen white and clean ready for war. Good God. Go and ahead. out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite 
the nations. So the nations are going to be smite with the sword in his mouth. Go ahead. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. He's going to rule, rule every nation. Go ahead. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he got wrath and anger coming with him. Go ahead. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lords of Lords. So Lord means ruler. So he's the ruler of all rulers. King of all kings. So, so why am I reading this to show you that he is law? Yeah. So, so when we're talking about God moving quickly, this is who we're talking about here. This God, Jesus Christ, he's going to move quickly in that specific situation. But you got to understand the power you have with prayer. You got to understand that your prayers carry power. So when he comes back, the Bible says he's going to come back and judge the world and all those different things. But he's coming back as judge and as ruler. So that shows that he's a judge. He's a king. He's law. He's the ruler. So in that specific situation, you got to see that situation that is illegally trespassing. Because in your specific situation, catch this. If it doesn't line up with the word of God and what God says concerning your life, you got to attack that thing. You got to not leave it from getting off the altar because it's an enemy of your promise. It's an enemy of what God is saying concerning your life. So, so that's why I like to say, don't take it off the altar of prayer. That issue, Lord, I'm going to continue to pray about this. I'm going to continue to go in, Lord. I know your promise, but you can't just... Now, mind you, you need to know what the Bible says, though, about that area, so you can have something to fight with. You can't go to God, say, oh, God, do this, and you don't have no scripture to back it up. Sometimes, God may leave you in that situation, you know, everybody's situation is different. He may leave you in that situation to teach you something. It's all about what God is doing. You know, I don't know what God may be doing in your life specifically, but this word, if you're watching today... God is telling you that you need to know what his promises are and what he's saying in that situation so you can take this situation to the altar of prayer and don't take it off the altar until God moves quickly. And when God moves, you're going to have a testimony. Amen. You're going to see God move. You know, I've practiced this in my own life and I've seen what the hand of the Lord can do. And it was amazing to me. Of what the Lord can do in the midst of situations when you put him put him first. So we're going to continue on, but that's it for today. We always want to give an opportunity for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. If you're listening today and you want to, you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord, you want to be prepared for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, this is your opportunity. He wants you to know him. He wants you to have a relationship with him. He loves you. He wants to move in your life, but you got to... Accept him as your savior. Put him first. So if that's you today, and if you want to add to that, if you have anything before we get uh, into it, but if that's you today, um, pray this prayer with me. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today, just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. I'm a sinner. 
I want to be prepared for your coming. I want to serve you, Lord. Lord, forgive me for my sin. Cleanse me with your blood. Wash me and make me clean and new in your sight. Thank you, Lord, for coming to my heart today. Thank you for making me a new creature today. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you pray that prayer, we want to hear from you. Send us an email. Uh, if, you want to, if you pray that prayer, we want to also give you some resources as well. Uh, but but uh, just to give context, we're going to talk about this more. This is part one of this message. But, um, but go back over this message. Take the scriptures down so you can go over it and really see uh, how your prayers are very powerful. Because you're talking to the God of heaven and earth who can do anything. He has all power and you are talking to him about your specific situation. And he wants to show you his power. So on that, we're going to close out here. Thanks for joining in, you guys. Uh, we're going to see, see you back here next time uh, at uh, between 10 and 2 Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for all of those who you're watching on the replay. Uh, we'll see you back here as well. Watch the rest of the uh, messages. And we hope that you are blessed. If you want to give a testimony as well, send us a message. Let us know you are blessed. Yes. All right? All right. So God bless everyone. Have a great, great Saturday. All right? Take care. God bless.